This is Stephanie Bell. I am joined by guest co-host, attorney Mark Ellinger. Morning, y'all. And we've got John Marsh. Good morning. Brian Houseworth. And producer Hannah. Hello. We are are also joined uh, by State Senator Andrew Koenig. He is gearing up for a new legislative session. Uh, Pre-filing is just a couple weeks away. And of course, also in the midst of a run for state treasurer. Uh, Welcome to the show, Senator Koenig. Yeah, thank you for having me. Well, let's get into it because you, uh, the, the Senate caucus was what last week. So you, you guys are hard at work on your priorities. Pre-filing is just a couple weeks away and that's with the holiday included. So I'm sure you're well into that. What are you looking at for your own personal priorities for the next legislative session? Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I sponsored Missouri's first school choice program. I'm um, chair of education. Um, and so I would like that program expanded. Um, so we're going to work hard to expand that also um, re- related to education. Um, you know, we have situations, at least in Kansas City and St. Louis and Springfield, um, where teachers are changing the pronouns of kids and we're, we're not going to allow that. So I'll file a parental bill of rights bill. Um, and then you know, the most important thing we can do as Republicans is protect our Constitution, um, ra- um, do initiative petition reform, raise that threshold through some kind of concurrent majority um, in order to change Missouri's Constitution. Um, so that's also very important to me as well. So, uh, Senator, obviously, we saw what happened in Ohio uh, just recently, happened before in Kansas, Michigan, with abortion measures being on the ballot. Um, there's multiple competing ones at least in the process, whether they'll make it to the ballot or not this time around uh, in Missouri. Uh, is there is there a possibility to actually get initiative petition reform to the voters and get them to pass it? I know Ohio tried that and it failed overwhelmingly because of this issue. Is that something that you think there's an actual path this time around? Um, I do think there is, um, but it has to be done right. Um, for, instance, uh, for instance, I did pass um, the heartbeat bill here in Missouri. So um, that definitely it's really important to protect that. Um, but we need to protect our Constitution against all kinds of threats. Um, there's all um, who knows what, you know, whether it's ranked choice voting um, and who knows what other liberal idea where there'll be millions of dollars from outside the state of Missouri coming in trying to change our Constitution. Um, but, yes, it can be done. It has to be done right. So. We're doing it differently than what's been tried in other states. Florida obviously did was successful back in 2006, raising their threshold to 60%. Um, but what, what, I, what I'm advocating is more of a concurrent majority. So instead of just raising the percentage, um, having more of a geographical um, um, increase in order to uh, you know, change the Constitution. So like a majority of congressional districts would have to vote for it. So like five out of our eight congressional districts, I think that's a better way to go so that way you have that geographical distribution in order to change the Constitution. Um, I think there's stuff in there that we need. Um, For instance, citizen voting. Right now, we could put that in there. That's something that's very popular. Um, You know, and if you're in California, New York, um, they're letting non-citizens vote in local elections. That shouldn't happen here in Missouri. Um, And then we can put some protections against um, foreign countries coming in trying to change our initiative petition process. All these things are very popular. If it was put on the ballot, um, I think the people of Missouri would vote for it. 
Senator, we appreciate your time. Thank you so much. I know pre-filing is going to start uh, just in a couple of weeks on December uh, the 1st, uh, which which we'll be paying close attention to to see what kind of bills are filed. There'll be a lot of bills, I'm sure, that have mid-Missouri interests as well. I want to go back to the issue of uh, initiative petition reform. Uh, Crystal Quaid, who is the Democratic leader in the House, says Republicans, and this is according to her tweet four days ago, Republicans know they're going to lose in court, so they are already gearing up. That's according to to her tweet. But the Democrats would argue, and you're talking about five of eight congressional districts, they would argue, Senator, that that if a majority of people in the state approve it, that it should be that, that it should go into effect. You disagree with that? Um, well, I think what it, I think, um, you know, if it was a statute, I would have no problem with that. Um, but the problem is with our constitution, our constitution should be a higher threshold. Um, we don't see this at the federal level. In order to protect minority rights, you need higher. We don't live in a direct democracy where it's majority rule, um, where you have, you know, two wolves, uh, you know, voting, you know, voting to eat a sheep. Like there should be a higher threshold to protect minority rights in our constitution. If it's just a straight statute, I have no problem. Okay. Majority, m- majority vote. Also, you have a situation where things aren't always fair. Um, and, and as far as money, like the message is not always fair. Like for, perfect example of this is we had clean Missouri and cleaner Missouri. I mean, the people of Missouri voted in clean Missouri and then they voted in cleaner Missouri, you know, the very next election. So, um, you know, it all depends on how, you know, an issue is messaged and how much money is spent on both sides. What we're seeing in a lot of times is there's just millions of dollars of um, money coming in from outside the state of Missouri to push some of these initiatives. It's not like it's organic Missourians coming up with um, these initiative petitions. So I want to make sure just I'm, I'm hearing you correctly, Senator, very quickly, if I may follow up. You're saying if it's a statute, it's different, and clearly it's 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 not a statute. You're talking about a proposed constitutional amendment from your perspective. What you'd like to see is, if it were to pass, it would have to pass in five of the eight congressional districts of uh, in Missouri, because from your perspective, it needs a higher threshold. Am I am I hearing you correctly? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and 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 and, and the geographical um, distribution of support, I think, is important when it comes to the Constitution. You don't want the cities coming in and telling farmers what to do and vice versa. We want a geographical distribution of, of Missourians supporting whatever it is when it comes to the Constitution. Um, and if, you know, when it comes to statutes, that's a different situation. If, if you know, if it's a simple majority for a statute, I think that's fine. All right. Thank you, Senator. Senator, talk to us about the upcoming session. I know in the past years you've been a real champion of parents' bill of rights and trying to keep critical race theory out of the classroom, and that legislation didn't make it through. What about next year? Yeah, so I, I am going to focus. I, I am fo- having a focus on parental bill of rights. I did pass it through the Senate um, this last year, and I expect to pass it through again this year. Um, I do. I am putting the CRT a little bit more on a back seat and focusing more on the transgender situation. Um, you know, here in St. Louis and Kansas City, and probably it's coming all across the state, state of Missouri, is you have this transgender stuff really being pushed on kids in the schools. And these are ve- this is very detrimental for kids um, to think that they can change their gender. Um, biologically, you can't change your gender. And so we need to protect these kids. We did pass a bill last year banning transgender surgeries on minors. So that that protection is is currently in place. 
So, Senator, you've had a lot of successes uh, over the years in the, in the legislature. I think folks, the colleagues and folks that we interact with think very highly of you. You're now running for state treasurer. Uh, what kind of plans, if, you know, if you're successful and you become treasurer, what's the plan to really revolutionize that office? Sure, yeah, there's a couple things. Um, one, for sure, I'll fight against ESG, environmental social governance. Um, the left has come in, they're taking over our institutions, whether that's schools or corporations. One way, one way they're doing this is they're uh, doing it through trying to get board members on these corporations. Um, it's being pushed by Vanguard and BlackRock. Um, and so I will make sure that none of our tax dollars are, are going to be used to support that kind of activity. Um, also, there's a big threat from the federal government when it comes to digital currency. Um, if they were to get a digital currency here in the state of Missouri, um, the amount of power they would have over individuals would be um, unlimited almost because that is your personal property. They could control what you buy, um, whether that's guns, whether that's, um, you know, just take any activity you think the left doesn't like. And so I will definitely fight against that. And um, and then finally, um, I passed Missouri's first school choice program. I didn't trust the Department of Education, so I put it in the state treasurer's office. They're in charge of promulgating rules. I will help raise money. It's funded through donations. So I will work with um, schools across this state to try to raise money for that program and get it fully funded. I think the biggest challenge for anyone uh, running for a statewide office, especially a state senator, is, you know, just getting your name out there and getting folks outside of your own district uh, near the St. Louis area, you know, to get to know you. And, and I always find it more fascinating. What was the tell us about the day you decided, yes, I'm going to run for public office. Yes, I'm going to put my name out there and get in the game. Was it something you always wanted to do or was there a specific trigger that you said, I've got to take action now? Yeah, sure. I'm a, I was a small business owner. Uh, I had a paint contracting company and, you know, I've always wanted to run for office. And, uh, at 23, the house, the house seat came opened. It was an open seat. So I told, talked to my wife. I said, um, I wanted to run for office. Um, really what it came down to is listening to the radio when I was painting, um, started painting when I was 15. And, uh, you know, I said, instead of trying to complain about things, I'll, run for office. So my wife and I knocked on 8,000 doors in my first race. I was outspent four to one. Um, and we had a double digit win. And is that the same strategy you, you plan to take into the treasurer's race? I mean, clearly you can't knock all the doors statewide. So what do you think, um, will set you ahead in that race? Yeah. I mean, uh, door knocking is, is definitely critical to every race I've ever run. When I decided to run for the Senate, um, I was running against someone who spent a million dollars in a, um, in his prior election. He was pulling at nearly 45%. I was at 9%. Um, we knocked on doors and chipped away at it and uh, was able to win that race as well. Um, then when I run, ran against uh, Deb Lavender, uh, that was a primary. Then when I ran for re-election to Senate, um, because I sponsored the heartbeat bill and ended abortion in Missouri, uh, they, the Democrats targeted me, spent $2.8 million against me. We knocked on 75,000 doors and we were able to win by 9% in a district that Biden won. Um, and I, uh, last year I got a hundred percent rating from CPAC. So I'm one of the, probably the most conservative member of the Senate. Um, but I also work with people and get, and get things done and accomplish things. So we're going to have a similar strategy in this race. Um, I'll be, I've been traveling the state. 
but we'll also have a very strong ground game. I have teams in mid-Missouri, you know, setting up a team in Springfield. Obviously, I have a large team in St. Louis when it comes to door knocking. Um, The plan is to knock on 150,000 doors statewide, and so we're going to have a, a very strong presence. I know we've got a lot of folks out there who are painting and doing other projects listening into the radio, and I think they can agree with your stance that hard work oftentimes pays off. So it's been great to talk with you this morning, and of course we're looking forward to following uh, your initiatives as they work through the legislature. Yeah, thank you for having me. You can follow me on Twitter at uh, KNXMO, and I'm also on, uh, on Facebook as well. All right. Thanks for joining us. Next up, we are going to have the morning bell. I'm hoping we have some good news, Mark. Well, I hope you like sun, beaches, and high.